Howdy, everyone. This is a five-minute crypto daily update for Tuesday, April 2015. Nope, that didn't make any sense. It's a five-minute crypto daily update for Tuesday, April 25th. There's a lot to cover in today's update, including on-chain billionaires, Ethereum's next upgrade, Dune dashboards, market structure, and Arthur Hayes. Let's do this like Buddhists. As of this recording, Bitcoin is around 27,300. ETH is sitting just over 1,800. Both have dropped around 1% in the last 24 hours. So what's going on in crypto land? Well, first, let's start with an interesting piece from BlockWorks on on on-chain billionaires, basically people who have publicly identifiable crypto wallets whose assets in those wallets are worth more than a billion US dollars. I mean, of course, this varies a lot based on whether it's a bull or bear market. So, of course, Satoshi is first. You know, he's estimated to have mined around 1 billion BTC, which would put him around 27 billion US dollars in today's dollars. Vitalik is next. His net worth surpassed a billion dollars when Ether hit 3,000. Then there's Ripple founder Jed McCaleb, whose XRP holdings are worth an estimated 4 billion today. And then we have Tron founder Justin Sun. Uh, who's a famous DeFi degen. Today, at least according to the known wallets, he's holding just south of 1 billion, including ETH and the Tron stablecoin USDD. Okay, next, um, we have news from the block on Ethereum core devs. They've just announced the next upgrade and it will be called Cancun Deneb. So there's two names here. Cancun is the name of the execution layer upgrade and Deneb is the name of the consensus layer upgrade. And the difference is that the consensus layer is the proof of stake consensus that's responsible for all nodes agreeing on the state of the blockchain. And the execution layer is responsible for executing transactions and interacting with smart contracts. One of the biggest upgrades for Cancun Deneb will be EIP 4844, which is known as proto-dank sharding. And the benefit is going to be lower transaction costs for layer two solutions like Optimism and Arbitrum. Okay, then I wanted to recommend some really useful Dune dashboards from Zero X Coffee. Uh, the links will be in the show notes. That's Zero X K O F I. He has a bunch of really good data analytics and dashboards. I wanted to share some takeaways from one of them called Rollup Economics, where so some of my takeaways from the dashboard. Arbitrum has got more than double Optimism's total transaction revenues, with ZK Sync coming in third. Arbitrum also publishes double the amount of transaction data. And the metric where Arbitrum has the biggest lead is they have almost seven times more builders who have deployed smart contracts as optimism. And finally, Polygon technically isn't a rollup, but the data is included in this dashboard. It publishes 100x less data to the Ethereum chain, and so it probably pays proportionately less fees as well. Now on to crypto Twitter, and we've got a thread from Zero IKA on Market Structure 101. And some of my takeaways, he says there's three kinds of basic market structure. One is bullish, two is bearish, third is neutral slash ranging. And bullish posture is when the price is hitting higher highs and higher lows. And conversely, a bearish posture is when the price is hitting lower highs and lower lows. And one useful tool is moving averages to understand when a market is shifting. So for example, something like the nine-day moving average or the 200-day moving average. Okay, next, we've got a thread from Electric Capital on the state of crypto developers in Q1 of this year. And Electric Capital has been doing these annual developer 
metrics and data reports, and they have a great dashboard up at developerreport.com. So some takeaways from this thread, crypto has got 7,000 full-time developers. There's been a noticeable dip in the number of new devs and new repos. I'm guessing because of the bear market, and this is a pattern that we've seen before. And the ecosystems with the highest growth in full-time devs for Q1 of this year include Aztec Network, MetaMask, and Hyperledger. And last on crypto Twitter, we've got GOP majority whip Tom Emmer, and he's got a thread just attacking SEC chair Gary Gensler. Among the more notable quotes, he says, Gary Gensler is an incompetent cop on the beat. He abuses the SEC's enforcement powers. He often contradicts himself, which only instills further chaos in the marketplace. Uh, Now on to recommended reads. There's a great reminder about Ethereum as a triple point asset from the RabbitX blogs. Um, Just to paraphrase, they say Ethereum is a triple point asset, a capital asset first, which is things like stocks and bonds, a transformable asset, so stuff like commodities, and a store of value. Assets like this have never existed and never been so readily accessible, providing completely unprecedented investment and ownership paradigm. Next, we've got what I think is an interesting perspective on America's economy from The Economist, and because I, I tend to also be a little bit doomer about America's future prospects, but uh, this article argues that, at least based on many metrics, America is doing well and even better than its peers. So just to quote a few things, in 1990, America accounted for 40% of the nominal GDP of the G7, a group of the world's seven biggest advanced economies, including Japan and Germany. Today, it accounts for 58%. Income per person in America was 24% higher than Western Europe in 1990, and today it is 30% higher. It was 17% higher than in Japan in 1990. Today it is 54% higher. And obviously this analysis kind of ignores the growth in developing areas like Southeast Asia. It ignores China and Africa. But I think it's interesting to sometimes take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And finally here, we've got Arthur Hayes, the BitMEX founder, who just published another long essay called Exit Liquidity, and he spits fire as usual. I just wanted to to quote the last paragraph here. He says, do not let the financial media present this as an either-or decision between the dollar and the Chinese yuan. Do not let the lapdogs of the empire convince you that due to certain deficiencies in the Chinese economy, there is no currency ready to dethrone the mighty dollar. They are playing at misdirection. In the coming years, the world will conduct trade in a multitude of currencies and then save when needed in gold and maybe sometime in the near future, Bitcoin. All right, that was it for today. All the links are in the show notes. You can follow 2DGen's pod on Twitter and subscribe for more and be on the lookout for the next update tomorrow. And for our outro clip, we've got Tushar Jain, one of the founders of Multicoin Capital on Web3 Gaming and why Multicoin doesn't really invest in games. Absolutely. I think gaming can be, can be really big. Um, now, you know, we haven't invested in a lot of games, but that's yeah, I was gonna not because we don't think games will work. It's because we doubt our ability to underwrite how fun a game is going to be before seeing the game. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, we, we don't like to spray and pray. We are high conviction investors. And if we can't build a conviction that this game is going to be fun, like how can you underwrite it? It doesn't matter how good the token design is or, you know, the fact that items yeah, yeah, are yeah. NFTs or okay. something. If the game's not fun, the game's not fun. If it's not, not fun, fun it's, it's not going to work. Yeah.